What up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the first edition of what we're calling Saved and Woke Retrospectives. Editions of the show in which I provide my take on some current events that aren't so current anymore. The This first one is actually the second recording that I did of a conversation with with my cousin Shannon about Jay-Z's deal with the NFL. It happened back in August at some point, and when it did, initially I was like, okay, this is gonna be the thing that brings me out of retirement. I'm gonna do this episode, and we did. We had a great conversation, and then the computer that the file was saved on died. <laughs> and so that just caused an even more delay um, because of, you all probably know like I don't have my own equipment and whatnot. Definitely didn't have any editing software. Um, I do now though, so without further ado, here is the Save the Woke retrospective take on Jay-Z's deal with the NFL. Enjoy. You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. So we're going to rehash the NFL thing. It's been pretty fleshed out already in the media, but Shannon and I, in our conversation, we just talked about basically why we thought it, uh, why we think what we think about it. Um, basically, uh, I guess we can kind of start backwards. Yeah. Um, so our consensus, Shannon, drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid yeah not a good deal not a good deal yeah not a good deal has um before we explain why we said so originally has your opinion changed uh you know what honestly i have not seen like the new pieces that came from it um so i don't know if there's anything groundbreaking that's been a huge change but uh, I would venture to say my thoughts are still the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I might even be dug in a little deeper uh, into mm-hmm. what I was saying, uh, especially with, uh, I don't know if we want to get into it right now, but the uh, the piece about the person getting their dreads cut off, like from, uh, what is it? There's like a company that's working with it. So mm-hmm. do you want to talk about that now? Mention that because that does. Well, you like- said it. So let's just go ahead and talk about <laughs> I know, it. <now>. Right? <laughs> I know it's like, all right, so so there's this really important thing, but we're not going to talk about it right now. <laughs> like, but not, uh, but yeah, so there's a, uh, I forgot the name of the organization, but uh, I think it's one of those that sort of tied in that he would also be donating money to. And so their whole thing is uh, there's this woman who I guess she's the head of the organization and they're all about creating like creating new new starts and giving people second chances and a better life and all this and that. But what was horrible about it was uh, there was you know some posting that came up, and so essentially, so it's a uh, it's a white lady. She's cutting this uh, young black male. She's cutting his dreads, uh, cutting his dreadlocks off, and so you know of course if he's deciding like sure yeah I'd like to get them cut off whatever. And so, I mean, maybe he did say yes. Uh, I would hope he said yes, that she's not just doing that. But their whole sort of message around it was, I want to give this kid a better life. 
uh, a better start and so he can believe in himself uh, and basically basically just being like a better person. And, and it gives a feel of like that starts with cutting his dreads off. It's like, what? And so that's like one of the companies that he, that Jay-Z is sort of, I think some of the money is being donated to in doing that. Uh, and so obviously I believe in, yes, fresh starts, giving better opportunities, but even just their whole optics was just horrible to be like, you know, like cutting his hair off is going to be the start. Uh, when it's like, you know, he could, the kid could be himself, have dreads and be successful in the workplace or school or whatever, whatever he's choosing to be. Uh, you know, and it once again puts that whole sort of lock on, uh, what a black person is supposed to look like to succeed, uh, you know. So not a fan of that, as you can see. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, I mean, we could delve into the nuances of all the nuances of why that was wrong. But I think we can forego that and just mm -hmm. say it was stupid. Yeah. Um, I guess I will explain a little bit. It's just because, well, one, there's so much – there's so many instances, recent cases of, wait, of um, culture, cultural policing, and like the policing of black people's bodies, particularly, specifically their hair. Like kids just have their hair, just like regular braids are uh, not being allowed to come into class because they quote unquote is just, they have a distracting hairstyle. Mm -hmm. or it's, it's, it's out of the school's dress code. It's like, how is a hairstyle out of the dress code? Like a lot of times it wasn't really in the school's bylaws or anything. And, it, and sometimes it was, but even if it was, it's like that, if you, if you specifically have a hairstyle or a rule that disproportionately affects a certain racial or ethnic group, then that's racial and ethnic discrimination. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's already wrong and it's like my whole thing with the whole saying the world not the whole thing but one of the things that i talk about and i like consider like necessary to like consider some yourself saved and woke is like is have you can you see the dividing line between your cultural identity and your spiritual identity and so like <laughs> If you can't separate, you know, being American or being white or being black from being Christian, if you can't see the differences in that, then I think there's something wrong with your theology. And basically, I'm, what I'm saying is like there's a lot of like Christianity, Western Christianity, especially American Christianity has been really muddled by American culture. And there's a lot of Americana being called Christianity. There's a lot of patriotism being touted as Christianity, and that's and, and that's not the case. Um, <clears throat> so you know, with this whole hair situation, it just is it's 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 worse than not a good look. It's worse <laughs> than bad optics. It's oppressive, and it's I think it's an act of um, cultural imperialism, mm -hmm. and it's really just. It shows that you're just dumb. <laughs> it is. And, and I mean, like, it is bad enough to do that. Uh, but then the fact that you're like, you know, 
so I didn't see video of it. I just saw like the pictures, uh, you know, whatever. But but it's also like, you know, generally if you post something, whether that's going to be your ad, Facebook post, whatever it is, and that means you're like, okay, people are going to like this. Because let's be real. In many cases, they're like, people are going to like this or this is going to promote the business. Basically, this is going to be a positive image for me and the and the company. You know, if you're a company, that's what you're doing. And so it's like, it's not only that you did it, and then it's just like, we're like, yep, this is going to be part of our selling point. This is, yeah, this is what the people will like. It's like, no, like, it's just, it's just a bad look. Like, you know, from the racial standpoint uh, to the, to maybe even to the power dynamics, because, yeah, you know, once again, my assumption is, you know, maybe, maybe the, uh, the young man did say, yes, I would like my dreads cut off and, I don't want them, whatever. But, you know, how much of it is completely just him being like, yes, versus like, you know, being pressured. And if that's the owner of the company or the person in charge, you know, how much space do you really have to say no if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to complete this program, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, how I imagine that it was probably for that it was probably presented to them was like, Hey y'all, we're going to help you start a new life. And Hey, part of that is you shaving your dreads. Are you ready for a new life? Mm-hmm. And of course they're probably like, yeah, I want a new life. And I guess, and it's probably like, well, I mean, I guess if I gotta have, if I gotta cut my hair to do that, then yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's something they would have chosen. Like, Hey, I'm going to change my life around. Let me cut my, let me cut my dreads off. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing I want to bring it back. Cause we're talking about, yeah. We're talking about Jay-Z's NFL deal. We're not just talking about why what they did was stupid. All mm-hmm. right. So my issue with it is, so because what I understand about this, this deal he's got with the NFL. So in addition to some with music, obviously it's Jay-Z, it's probably got, it's got something to do with music, but part the uh, Jay-Z is agreeing to assist the NFL in directing their funds that have been assigned to like social justice um, advocacy. And so Jay-Z is supposed to vet the potential grantees of this, of these funds. They say, Oh yeah, you know, NFL, I've checked these guys out. They're, they're, they're okay. You know, you can give your social justice funds to, to these people and know that it will be used wisely. All right. That organization. That's great. Because, because we, we have to say, because the NFL has a pristine record, right? Pristine of making the right choices when it comes to social justice uh, and these pieces so far. Right. Right. And I mean, and so, but, and, and I think because of that, it kind of makes sense. It would make that sense. Was, that, that was sarcasm, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense that they would look for help. Um, but I'm going to get to that. I'm going to come back to that point. It, it, may, it does make sense that they would look for help if they are trying to supposedly try and turn over New Leaf. But basically, this organization that's cutting off dreads is supposedly one of the organizations that Jay-Z gave the okay for. And so, besides the fact that I think that Jay-Z was not thinking about social justice, he was just thinking about how to get money. I think he betrayed his friend Colin Kaepernick because this whole time, well, the whole, for like at least a year while he was like, while, while Cap was in like fighting the NFL and trying to get justice for himself while also 
um, shedding light on or doing what he could to shed light on the larger um, police brutality and just the uh, issues and issues of racial oppression in general. That whole time, Jay-Z, whenever he saw him, was like, you know, hitting him up, uh, talking to him, saying he supported him and all this stuff. And that whole time, he was planning the deal. So that was dirty. And I think um, Sean King said it really well on his podcast. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, you cannot say you are my friend and make a deal with the organization that is actively keeping me out of work, that is hindering me from you know, pursuing my livelihood. And I just, that, that just makes common sense. I think you got to do a lot of explaining to make Jay-Z sound great <laughs> in yeah. this. And this isn't always true, but sometimes the simplest answer, I believe is, is, is the right one. And I think, and somebody was like, well, man, just think of all this other stuff that Jay-Z has done. And I was like, look, man, if you're, all it takes is one crime for you to be a criminal. So you can have a squeaky clean record your whole life, and then as soon as you commit a crime, boom, you got a record. And so Jay-Z, yeah, he's, he, he's been seemingly uh, down for the cause this whole time. He's done a lot of great stuff, like when he paid for, what was it, Meek Mill's lawyers and attorneys and all that stuff. That was, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and the, uh, the what, the, document, the documentary he produced around the uh, Khalif Browder story, uh, you know, so yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a I will say he has a proven track record of doing, you know, of doing some good things. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, at one point we mentioned uh, the scholarship fund as, re- as well. The, I think the Sean Carter foundation. Uh, and like, that's one of the things I'm like, Oh, like this is a real thing. Cause I actually wrote a recommendation for one of my students like this summer uh, who, uh, who hopefully uh, she got one of those scholarships, but you know, so that's a great thing, giving money to the cause. Obviously, there's always more you can do, but, you know, so he has done some good things. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, one thing that we that we well, that I said in our original conversation, and I'm so glad the Holy Spirit brought us back to my remembrance, is that <laughs> even even Jay-Z's um, past, you know, actions regarding social justice to me they're not enough and some of you might be rolling your eyes like oh people are never satisfied what do you want the man to do and this is not just it's not something i want specific specifically from jay-z but um one of my classes we were talking about you know philanthropy and we talked about specifically but there was this article i can't remember i think it was called um how to decolonize philanthropic giving, something like that. And basically the whole premise behind it was like, even when money is being given to supposedly good causes and when foundations are created and all this stuff, usually one, usually they're reactionary and they, reactionary in that something, an injustice has to happen before they can do good. So, yeah, Meek, uh, getting Meek Mill out of um, 
or paying for his lawyers, that was great. But what is being done to change the system that precipitated the need for a billionaire to hire a team of lawyers? You know, what's being done to change the system? What's, so I think, um, who are the target, what's the target audience, Shannon, of, the, of, the, of his scholarship fund? Uh, so yeah, the target audience it is uh, uh, minority students. I, you know, from from what I was seeing, their description and you know pictures on the website. I think uh, mainly African American and Latinx students, yeah. um, and those from possibly first generation college students, uh, lower income. You know, so so sort of you know that that population that people always sort of think of like oh you know we need to create something to assist these students in getting to college or completing college. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do agree. Like it is amazing. Like um, I forgot how many thousands of dollars, you know, and, and that equates to however many scholarships they give out. That is great. But yeah, it like, there's still a system there where, where they're like, okay, you know, what types of things are we doing that can maybe, uh, make the schools better or you know or cause others to even invest more in the schools that these students are coming from or even like their communities period uh and then even outside of the scholarship what are some things that we can additional resources or you know whatever may may be that we can add to ensure that they are getting through college uh because you know uh from someone who works in higher ed um i mean there are students that I know who have full ride scholarships, but there are these hidden, you know, these hidden costs of college, uh, where it's like your tuition and room and board and books might be paid for, but there's still these other things, costs and different things like that, that cause you to say, okay, I still have to do this thing. I have this monetary worry that's then going to somehow, you know, disturb my schedule, with, which then means I can't study as much as I'd like to, which then means I don't get the grades I need to stay, you know, and it's sort of this whole domino yeah. effect. Uh, or even with that, you know, uh, they it hasn't been invested in to have just those those maybe like extra skills because, you know, once again, I know some students are coming from uh, your more privileged backgrounds and even just the way, you know, when someone enters a college campus, uh, someone knows, okay, cool, this isn't much different than the, you know, than the private boarding school that I went to in high school, you know, so I already have a little taste of what to do versus, you know, the student maybe who came from the lower income background, uh, who is very bright, but, you know, just some of those little uh, uh, skills that just someone else picked up, they just don't have yet, you know? Yeah, and I, I, w I also want to add, like, I'm not saying that Jay-Z should stop his scholarship fund. I think that type of stuff is don't keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah, <laughs> we, need to, we need to do both and we need to we gotta stop the bleeding first, but then you know, do the surgery. And I think that we haven't done the surgery in terms of like changing the system. So yeah, we should give to the needy, but then we should also, as we're giving to the needy, we should actively disrupt, dismantle the systems that create the need in the first place and create the, the inequity um, and then rebuild on top of that systems of equity and justice. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I don't think like reactionary giving like what Jay-Z has done is going to solve the problem. It's, it's part of the solution, 
like I said, stop the bleeding and then actually uh, address the, the real issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in what he's done, I think he's, he can level up. Um, and for those of us who don't have the funds to just throw money at stuff and just expect people to create systems and injustice, I think we can at least level up our thinking mm-hmm. of these issues. Um, yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Yeah, and I mean, one, one example, uh, you know, and, and I'm always like, like, I, I hate to do this because sometimes we have this feeling of as a as a black person or or insert minority identity here, you know, whatever I am, um, you feel like there's this lack of resources or like this comparison. So that's why I'm like, I hate doing this. But like, if you do compare, like, say, Jay-Z, LeBron James, uh, or, you know, even just just look at the, you know, the methods they're doing, I, I can't help but think of. Uh, the strategy that LeBron James took, where he started, you know, he started that that school, uh, and I can't remember is it is it complete high school or is it like middle school through high school, um, but whatever yeah, I think it is, it's middle school through high school. Okay, middle school through high school. Yeah, so you know where he he started, you know, he started that school, and to an extent, I mean, that's changing the system. I mean, it has uh, obviously it has a large focus on learning. Is is trying to make sure that you know students are. Uh, learning as much as they can and uh, they have extended hours like all those pieces but even outside of that uh, he's also uh, they've also invested and they have job training for parents uh, and all you know all these different things so you know that really extends even beyond okay we want to make sure your kid learns as much as they can uh, which might mean you know they go to school on weekends they they go to school longer hours during the day uh, you know, higher instruction, like that's great. Uh, but to an, to an extent, I mean, he's also affecting the community because if you are uh, providing job skills and different things for parents, then, you know, that's going to uh, say, allow that parent to, to get a better paying job or, or more comfortable, more professional and whatever it is in their field, which then will sort of, you know, perpetuate this positive cycle of, okay, you know, th- this income, maybe I, now I have access to a higher paying job, which then means, you know, we can take a little stress off, uh, you know, more, more income, you know, and all these different, different types of things that come with that, uh, which might to an extent affect the neighborhood that we can live in, which then affects, you know, just uh, property values of, you know, where we're at. You just a whole system that from a simple job training thing, you know, assuming that jobs are coming after that, uh, you know, that really affects the system in a, in a well, I say a positive way. Um, obviously, you know, I'm sure there are others, you know, powers that be that might be like, nah, uh, you know, we don't want everyone having uh, access to uh, well-paying jobs, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, but for me, I say it, that does, that is a, something that affects in a positive way. Yeah. Good stuff, man. And like the last thing I'll say about it. So the whole, well, one of the pieces of the deal was for Jay-Z to help direct their their social justice funds, right? And so my thing is, if the NFL really did want somebody to help them direct their funds, why... In the Sam Hill, did they choose Jay Z? 
And even if Jay-Z, even, even if this was Jay-Z's idea, why did Jay-Z choose himself? Mm. Like, what, like, as if there are no qualified activists out there that can do the same thing so much better. Like, bro, Jay-Z, you know music, and apparently you know business. Mm. You, know, you probably know a little bit about social justice, and I mean, like, I never was looking for Jay-Z anyway to, to save black people. I, I, I felt that him, I always felt that, you know, the Carters, they, you know, like I said, you know, they down with the closet, you know, because that's, yeah. what, that's, what that's what it seemed like. But I wasn't looking for him to, to guide us, you know? I was like, why, like, acting like there's, like, like Sean King wasn't available, like uh, Ibram X. Kennedy wasn't available, like Michelle Alexander wasn't available. I mean, I even would have taken Ava DuVernay. I mean, because she's she she's a she's a director, but she's she keeps churning out all of this um, consciousness raising material, and so like there's so many people, so many so many choices of people who actually could have done the job. Yeah, and one one of one of the issues I have with that is okay. So hear me out. <laughs> no, but but I think one of the one of the things that for some reason we constantly think, and, and this is where I think it sort of comes into that lack of representation, you know, of, of us being able to have seats at the table, multiple seats at the table in all these places is, so generally we have our black celebrity or our, you know, our famous black person for, you know, whatever they've done. And in many cases, it may be an entertainer. And for some reason, we just have this translation or this thought that because this person is rich and famous, they must be able to be a leader. And it's like not every rich and famous person is made out or, you know, like able to be a leader. Like that, like you think of it, you know, like I'll say Jay-Z or, or anybody we think of, to some extent, it could just be, hey, this person is somebody who is extremely great at their craft. Maybe they're money savvy, uh, you know, so that's good, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can be, you know, a leader. Like they, they may be a person who I made the best choices that worked for me and that's what worked. And that's why I'm at the level or, you know, have attained the status that I have. Uh, but like I said, we, we do this thing where we just assume like, oh yeah, Jay-Z, like, you know, like he can definitely speak for some of us because he's put out, you know, amazing records. He's done these great business deals he's you know this and that uh and i mean like i said i mentioned jay-z but it could be you know insert other famous uh black icon here <laughs> you know <laughs> and and you know like i said like we just have that thought and, and in many cases like that is not the case uh and in fact you know it really hurts us to an extent just one random example is like i think of ben carson uh <laughs> like like that is somebody who comes to mind you know we're like like yo had ben carson not entered politics he was probably going to have his own like holiday, you know, like he was like, you think of like, you know, black history, famous people in black history, uh, like Ben Carson, you know, amazing surgeon. Um, he was set. Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was set. I mean, books, movies, documentaries written about him. Like you could not discuss, Obviously, I've never been to med school, but I'm I'm assuming, you know, if you're going to med school and you're learning about things, you cannot be well versed in your field and not have read 
loads of things that that reference either Ben Carson or at least a procedure that he himself performed, you know? So yeah. I look at that, Ben Carson, icon. and then, you know, the assumption, well, shoot, he's smart. Put him in politics, like <laughs> choices. And, you know, that turned out great, right? <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, yeah, also Ben Carson, I think is a good example of somebody who's just, you know, like I said, icon, greatest field, but just out of touch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jay-Z was really out of touch. I really, honestly, I think he was, I don't think it was for the advancement of social justice. And one, one thing he said in the, in the interview was like, oh, we're past kneeling now. And I just thought that was so callous mm-hmm. because there are still people kneeling um, to bring awareness and people are still mad about it. So they're clearly still not getting it. So what do you mean we're past kneeling? And also <laughs> another thing, man, Sean King, I think he, in his episode about this, man, he went off. So I suggest y'all listen to it. Um, Basically, he was like, what do you mean we? What do you mean? He said, what do you mean we? <laughs> like, you have never knelt for anything and you haven't lost anything. Like, um, you haven't been, you haven't put yourself uh, in your career in jeopardy for any of this. <laughs> like, and, like, and had he not said anything, what he had done would, would have been straight. Like, he had been seemingly supportive of of cap and that would have been good we wouldn't have been mad and like been like yo how come you ain't doing more it's like i mean what what do we want to do um but yeah a lot of his comments they just seem callous and it just yeah and, and and i mean i think one of the things is i think we have to respect what what fighting the system or uh or activism looks like on different levels you know so so i mean i look at it as like there are people uh, i i you know, I, I think I'm I'm sort of in a realm where there are some things that I could possibly affect, you know, within uh, within social justice or, or or some things that I'm able to affect. And there are certain ways that I go about them. And I have friends who are in like a different realm uh, because I, I know like one of my friends who, uh, you know, I, I used to work with uh, like I commonly I mean, like I mean, I, I can laugh about it because he ends up he, he's OK and he's making a difference. But I laugh about it, but I, I constantly see him, like I see him in headlines and different things like that where he's gotten arrested. Like he is always getting arrested or he puts his body on the line. Uh, and, you know, and I have to be honest, I'm like, that's not really, uh, you know, sort of like the front line. Like those are the ones uh, in terms of money, like, you know, they're, they're not doing the big things with money or anything like that. But when it comes to, OK, we need to protest and not just being like, you know, the protest, we walk with the signs and we sort of like, you know, block the highway some, but we're like, we're like really causing disruption. And when the cops come out with tear gas and, um, and tasers and things like that, we are going to be the first ones to get tased and, you know, all of these things and arrested. Like, uh, like he's actually looking at a, um, I cannot remember, but so we won't put his business out there, but he's actually looking at a pretty big charge right now because of essentially blocking a bridge type of thing, uh, you know, to, to prove, you know, to prove a point in protest. So I look at that and, you know, if someone were to say, oh, oh, we're, we're past blocking roads. I mean, it's causing a disruption. You got to respect that, you know, and then know that whatever you have on, you know, whatever you can do, you know, whether it's through, through speaking, bringing people together, donating money, 
you know, and, and other pieces as well, as long as you are doing a positive, uh, you know, a positive stance or, you know, a positive move is like, you know, don't look down on the person who, who has to do it a different way, you know, cause my friend cannot give Jay-Z money and cannot do those things, but he's putting his body on the line, you know, like every day. And, uh, and I mean, and like, literally like he's gotten, you know, he's maybe gotten hurt a couple of times and I mean, you know, he's okay, but you know, I, I'm sure that's something to say Jay-Z or anyone who's, you know, that we're like is famous has not so much had to do, you know? Exactly. I, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a really good illustration. Um, yeah. So the, the, the verdict here is that, yeah, it was a dumb deal. It was shady. It was, I don't think it was genuine. Um, I think it was just for money. And I think like the NFL, that was like a, just a way for the NFL to, it's a, it's a farce. Yeah. Um, really just so that the NFL can be like, oh, like we, we did, we did our part. Yeah. We're not, we're not, um, causing the problem we're actually working against it now and really i mean the thing that kind of upsets me now well kind of upsets me most not like it, it doesn't put me in a rage but it just kind of it's just it is just this like lingering i don't know i don't know the word i'm looking for um but basically what i'm thinking is like i might even spend too much time on this I wanted to, you know, I'm doing the episode like a month after it happened, um, just be so I can get back out here doing doing episodes. But I really feel like, uh, like at the end of the day, it's not even really going to matter because people's outrage isn't stopping the deal. Like Jay Z is not stopping this. The NFL is not stopping this. It's going to go forward, and they're going to keep pretending like they're doing something. And Jay Z is going to continue to profit mm-hmm. off of this. But hopefully, this the backlash. And people's continued um, consciousness raising (laughs) will make it harder for for fake solutions like this to you know to, to come about for for, 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 I think, I hope, hopefully it'll make it harder and people will think twice when they try to do something stupid like this. Yeah. And, and, and so a, a question I, I wanted to ask you, so how, yeah. So, so let's say the NFL deal is in place and I mean, it is in place. Uh, and I know, you know, part of our thought is it's a bad deal, but what could you see happening within the deal that you would say that, that would, that would make you think, okay, you know what, this is, this is a change that's happening. Uh, you know, within the deal, within the parameters, and this is good. Like, yeah, what what is something good that you think could come from it, or what would he what would he have to do to make it be something good come from it? I'm not really sure. And by here, you talking about Jay Z? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say Jay. Yeah, either well, Jay Z, Jay Z, or those involved. Like, what what could actually happen? You know, realistically. I mean, like, it doesn't even have to be anything big, really. And right now, I can't think of anything that Jay-Z can do himself. But I think one thing that the NFL could do, and this literally just came to mind just as you asked me. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing they could do, because I know at games, anyway, they don't even have to do this 
and maybe even on the the broadcast as well. But like at games, they could show maybe around the time when they're maybe like I don't know honoring troops or singing the anthem. Maybe not, not during the, the national anthem, but like show a video where it's kind of like an homage to all the people who have knelt before. Mm. Acknowledging that they were wrong, apologizing in that video. All I have to say is that you should show the people, like show some stats of, of, or just like, you know, visually convey the message that Cap was, was trying to shed light on. Um, and I think in that way, I think it would be like a some that one is like it's just a symbolic representation of the church of heart. But I think, and then they could just make moves in, in line with that. And they could, you know, I'm sure there's like, a, isn't there like a foundation for like Colin Kaepernick or something like that? When was started? I, yeah, I think so. Uh, like a donation to that. Like yeah. <laughs> they could donate some money to that. Mm. Um, they could partner. With, they could bring um, like scholars in, like us, like uh, I think Ibram X. Kendi, like his book on how to be an anti-racist. Like you need, like every every facet of society needs to know about being anti-racist. Mm-hmm. And so they could like bring people like him in as, as to consult and help them help them rework how he does how they how they do business. Um, and these and again, these are. Not fleshed out ideas. I they are off the top of my head, <laughs> but and and I feel like even these are better than what they came up with. So I was like, did y'all think? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. No. No. I, yeah. I no. I, I agree with it. I like that. Yeah. To to physically show that, because uh, you know, like even stat wise, like they're trying to erase Colin Kaepernick, like you know, from the NFL. Yeah, because uh, he he had records. Yeah, yeah, and and what was it? Uh, I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it. It so it's either it's either Patrick Mahomes or uh, Dag. What is his name? The quarterback for uh, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, last name Jackson. Uh, I can't even remember. But but so it, it's one of those two quarterbacks because you know, like they they both are really good and they're very mobile. So you know they can get a bunch of yards. Uh, but there was some stat that came up where I think they said uh, whichever one of them, they were like, oh, this is like the uh, like first quarterback to uh, like rush for 200 yards and throw for however many hundred yards or whatever. And everybody was like, what? And, you know, like they were literally erasing Kaepernick because it was like Kaepernick did that against the Packers like like a couple years back. Like and on top of that he got a couple more rushing yards and a couple more passing yards than they had, like, you know, in the game that they were talking about. And yeah. they're like, this is the first quarterback to ever do that. And they're like, Colin Kaepernick beat both of those numbers against the Packers. Uh, and I know because, uh, I mean, I'm a Panthers fan, but I also like the Packers. So I remember seeing him run and pass all over my second team, the Packers. So, <laughs> so, so I know that was true. He did that. <laughs> Yeah, and I th- also so going back to my idea with the with the video, what would be cool is if they did that that presentation like at the Super Bowl, right? And then at the end of it, they had Cap walk out and they invited him there and like let, let him speak. Um, I think that would be that would be a huge a huge gesture that was so some a real change of heart and a real a true one eighty 
in terms of their stance on social justice. Or, or now, hear me out. They could sign them to a team. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so we we won't stay on that too long. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like 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 that's one of the things. Uh, and now I do think there are some behind the scenes thing that might be like it might truly be like no Kaepernick actually is never going to play in the NFL again. Like, yeah, I, I think that's what was um, like after he settled with the NFL. Yeah. Like I, I I don't I'm not I don't I don't know for sure but something that kind of pacified me for a little bit because I was thinking the same thing I was like well why don't you just like all you had to do was let the brother play mm-hmm. but after that after that deal it was like um it wasn't like they since they settled he probably got a lot of money I don't know but yeah. probably that entailed him not playing um but still I was like yo that I mean y'all could have y'all could y'all could have consulted with Cap. Like, I mean, yeah, and he was a football player that was just doing using his platform to shed light on the issues. And I was like, but still, I mean, like, come on, y'all. So many things. I feel like there are so many things that could have been done. Oops. <laughs> um, so many things could have been done. And like I said, and like, I knew when we were going to do this episode, but I haven't been racking my brain about this issue. And I had like four ideas that sounded pretty dope. <laughs> also, to me, sounded better. What what thinking really went into this? You know, I'm sorry. Say that part again. I said again. I have not been racking my brain over this issue, and but mm. I was able to just rattle off like four pretty good ideas. Oh yeah, that all sounded better. So like, what thinking really went into the social justice side? And to me, it was none. It was just added on to as a smoke screen. Mm-hmm. For me real motives yeah which which you know to an extent is i mean to me always feels like a slight insult because i think you know the simplest thinking is always oh if we get a celebrity and i mean i think this goes for a lot of you know a lot of different organizations and things but i think especially among the black community you know they're like oh if we get this black celebrity you know like black people will be fine with it and even and i mean since in many cases you know, black people, we are like the, the pulse of the culture, you know, like, so others will as well, but they're like, oh yeah, get this, this black celebrity that people like, and what they say or what they align with, other people will follow just based upon those merits, uh, you know, which is, which is insulting, because I mean, maybe it does work for some people, maybe it does increase your numbers a little, but I, but I would, you know, I would assume like there are many of us that are like, um, you know, we love, you know, we love Jay-Z, love his music, uh, love like what he and Beyonce have created in terms of, uh, I mean, one, in terms of like, you know, family, love, all of this, uh, but also like in terms of like empire and just black empowerment. But also it's like, we don't automatically just say, oh, well, Jay-Z voted for this person. So I'm definitely going to vote. Uh, I mean, some some of us do, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but you know, in reality, I think you'd still be like, okay, I like him, like her, whatever, and I'm still gonna, to an extent, do my research before I align with whatever this other cause is, especially if it sounds questionable, you know, like because uh-huh. uh, I mean, like if if somebody famous aligns with, hey, I wanna I wanna align with this company that feeds those uh, who don't have homes. I mean, that sounds, you know, maybe look into it just to make sure there's not some other problematic things. But 
for the most part, it's like, okay, that's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, I can see me, you know, like, you know, who doesn't want to feed people? But, you know, but especially if it's something as controversial as the NFL, like Jay-Z aligned with the NFL, you know, stuff is going on there. So, you know, do we really think we're just going to automatically, oh, the NFL is 100% fine with me now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do think, I, I, I agree with this. And so also, just because, I, like, I know, like, you know, Fox News, they're not seeking out Taylor Swift's opinion on oh, what's going on mm-hmm. in the world today. And so, they're like, I guess the the equivalent white superstars, they're not being sought out for, for their opinions, um, unless it's on Access Hollywood or something like that. Um, something when it's, in, when it's in context. But, yeah, but, um, but CNN, or not, maybe not CNN, but supposedly reputable sources will be <laughs> will be seeking out uh, um, like entertainers opinions on what's going on instead of the actual academic or political authority on authorities from our community on what's mm-hmm. going on you know yeah yeah because even because even in the end some things you know yeah they're not making sense like like I, I use this this example like I am a Lupe Fiasco fan. Like that is like, like one of my top, definitely like top five favorite rappers, uh, Lupe Fiasco. But his political views, I mean, like I think he's he's for doing positive things, but just some of his views of like, um, especially like when when President Obama was in office, uh, like comments he had about President Obama and just different things and the whole system. I'm like, I don't really rock with that you know like like he's he's not like your kanye west where you know kanye went whole like you know whole uh you know trump is my boy he's he's not like that but he's uh he's got like say like lupe for example like i don't automatically align with like the politics side or like the the leadership you know change side because like i mean he's got some radical views which you know sometimes radical is good uh changing the system and sometimes radical is just like Yo, like, you talking wild right now? Like, you know? it's just crazy. Sometimes radical is just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think we said a lot of good stuff, Shannon. And I don't think there's too much left to be said. Yeah. Um. So I think we can we can just go to the Lord in prayer. Um. So yeah, as usual, I'll go ahead and start the prayer and. If you don't have anything to add, you can just end it with amen. All right? Okay. So here we go. Lord God, thank you for this conversation. Thank you for the insight and the wisdom that you've given us. I thank you for your Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of all knowledge that you said, or that Jesus said will lead us into all truth. I thank you that you're using this podcast to to lead the saints to um, into that truth. I thank you, Lord God, for making us saved and woke, for um, letting us be believers who aren't who aren't just um, well versed in scriptures, but know how to apply scriptures to our everyday life, and who, by being led by your Holy Spirit, can operate in, in society and move about society um, and understand our world in a way that is pleasing to you and in line with how you see the world, Lord. 
Lord God, um, I'm not professing to be the, neither of us is professing to, to be the authority on this. Like we're, it's a constant, um, constant, like a constant process of continually, you know, renewing our minds to, to conform to, to your will and your character, Lord God. So just, we just submit that process to you. Help us in that. We just, again, we submit to you and we repent from pride. We may have walked in thinking that we could do it on our own. And we just allow you to, to lead the way, make us better, um, empower us to establish your kingdom, righteousness, and justice um, on earth. In Jesus' name. And, and Lord, we just add a, a special prayer for the, the leaders of our nation, uh, for, for all of our listeners, uh, for us as well, just that we have the, the wisdom to know the right from the wrong uh, and the courage uh, to make the right choices. Amen. Amen. Appreciate you, Shannon. All right. Hey, I love love being here. Like I said, this is this is one of my favorite podcasts. Uh and really like to be invited uh, you know, to be a guest on the on the show. Uh this has been amazing. Uh both times. Uh <laughs> 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 but yeah, this is uh no, this has been amazing. Uh, you know, and I definitely definitely hope we'll have uh some more collaborations in the future. Uh but yeah. Uh Love the audience. Love the podcast. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt. And if people want to get in touch with you on social media, how should they go about that? Oh yeah. Uh, so so I have a uh, I have a very huge following. Uh, I don't like to brag, but I might have about 40, 50 followers on twit on Twitter. So <laughs> I don't I don't like to brag. <laughs> we blowing up. I'm <laughs> But nah, but but uh, but yeah, truly. So both uh, on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, my name is the same on both. So it's uh, at Shan the Man eight uh, seven. So that's S H A N T H E M A N eight seven. So Shan the Man eight uh, seven. Yeah, and so that's yeah, that's my Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I generally you know, post a couple things here and there. If I, if I start getting more followers, maybe I'll, uh, you know, find myself relevant again and posting more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again, Shannon. Thanks to everybody for tuning in until next time. Keep the faith and stay woke.